Another week, another win for Birmingham City. Winning the fourth round of the FA Cup thanks to Marissa Ewers sends Blues into the next round. And wouldn't you believe it, we've got Man City in the next round again. All of that and more on today's podcast. Welcome everyone to Great Sense 68, the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies podcast. It is episode 19. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined as always by Chris Pugh. How are you this week, Chris? I'm good, thank you, Craig. Yourself? Yeah, I've been pretty good, thank you. We will begin this week's show by looking back at Birmingham's superb 1-0 win away at Reading last weekend. Marissa Ewers' first half strike was enough to give Blues the win at Adams Park. Ewers controlled the ball just to the left of centre, about 25 yards out. She took a touch to the right and then powerfully curled the ball into the top corner of the goal. It's not the first time she's come up with a big goal in the cup match. She's, she's certainly one for the big occasion. Yeah, she is. Um, I have to say, you know, I'm really, really pleased for her. You know, someone who's who's had a lot of a lot of difficulty with injury over the last well since her time here, really long spells on the sidelines with with injuries. Um, but she's come back in since she's come back into the side and into the middle with, with, alongside Hayley Ladd, which is She's really, really impressed, and she did again on Sunday. You know, as as much as the goal, but obviously the goal was was, was the big talking point, and it was a really, really good finish. Absolutely, and I spoke to Marissa following the game, and she hopes her dream of playing at Wembley becomes a reality. Capped off the game with, with a great goal today. How important was it to get the goal against Reading? Oh, amazing feeling. Um, in that situation, I didn't think long about my shot or everything. I just took it and that worked very well. In the last four games we're Reading, we've drawn them all. How good does it feel to, to make the difference in that crucial game in the FA Cup? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like FA Cup is always like amazing games and um, exciting games. And we prepared a lot like for Reading and now we can make the next step to the next game and that's like important to concentrate now again and we got a Chelsea next so we just need to yeah bring that performance next time and yeah we want to bring everything in the cup definitely as you can see we are one team and then we get results we work and we work hard and um, I think we deserve that win today definitely reaching Wembley last year was obviously important for the club how uh, special would it be to get there again Oh, it would be special, definitely. Like last year when we went to Wembley, I got injured before, so I was devastated, of course. So if we can reach that again, that would be that would be a dream. From the moment that Rachel Williams got clattered in the opening minute, Chris, we knew this was going to be a feisty one. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? Um, the players that are that are on show that don't leave anything in the changing room. They're always committed. They're passions there, the, the desires there to win and with the ex-Blues players on on the Reading side and Emma Follis ex-Reading on the Blues side and, and everything like that, it all um, it all builds up to quite an atmosphere in, on, on the pitch. Um, but, you know, we, we've handled it well in the past and, and I thought we handled it really well again on Sunday. Ellen White too was roughed up and was booked for dissent after losing a call over that treatment. Credit to her though, she didn't put her foot wrong after that. Having that experience pays in games like this. Yeah, it does. I'm sure it's not the first time Ellen will have been targeted by by defenders, you know, and she didn't get a lot of decisions go her way in the first half and then, you know, the booking come in the second half after another decision didn't didn't go her way and but you know, she she's she's kept running, she's kept working really, really hard again. 
leading the line well. Um, you know, and she, she caused she caused the Reading defence problems when she went out wide. They were they were having to cover, and she's caused caused the fullbacks problems a couple of times. It's, it's that invaluable experience and her her quality mainly overall that that is so invaluable to us at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And towards the end, she was um, a good target just to play the ball up to to just um, break up a bit of pressure because they were trying to really push for the goal towards the end. When you're under the cosh a little bit, you want to keep the ball as much as possible. And and towards in the last ten minutes, you know she she ran the ball down. When she did get the ball, she tried to get to the corners and won a few a few throw-ins and a free kick towards the end. So um, yeah, she she played her part definitely. There were moments where it threatened to boil over, but both sides, for the most part, played the game in a competitive but fair manner. I thought the whole 90 minutes showed just how far this team have come. Quite possibly their best performance of the season so far. What about you? I'd probably agree. The first half in particular, we were quality on the ball. Um, we were comfortable in possession. We looked to the far better side. We looked the side that was most likely to score. We looked dangerous on, on the break. Second half, obviously, Reading... 1-0 down at home in an FA Cup they've they've got to come out and uh, and try and attack and and be a little bit stronger but obviously we've we've stood really strong and we've stood tall and uh, and been brave and and committed and seen the result out so you know we we've seen two sides to to our team really as such in the first and second half but but obviously you you want both of those qualities they're both the the, the qualities you want in a team and and we showed them in abundance in, in each half. Absolutely. And another talking point in the game, Chris, was, of course, the surprise return of anne Catherine Berger in goal. Less than three months after being diagnosed with cancer, she makes her return to the field. What a story. I don't know what more you can say, really. You know, that is just, it's incredible when you say it out loud, isn't it? You know, diagnosed with cancer less than three months ago and, and then you're back in an FA Cup tie in a really big game. You can only give just massive, massive credit to her. You know, I'm in awe of of what she's done in the last three months. Her attitude has been just nothing sort of sensational, and it, it's absolutely brilliant to have her back. Obviously, you want you want to give praise to to Hannah Hampton and Fran Stenson for what they did. You know, while Anne was out, but but there's no doubt that Anne's Anne's the number one goalkeeper, and to have her back at at this stage in the season is is key. It, it's you know, it's really important. And obviously, the story that goes behind it is you just got to hold your hands up and applaud her. Absolutely. And you can see just how having that strong character back in the team is, is like galvanised everyone. You could see, um, I think Aoife put on uh, Twitter, she's called her the boss. And obviously, having someone with that character and that strength in times of um, hardship has, has really got the team. If, if she can do it, then everyone else has no, no excuse. They've got to perform. And I'm sure that's something that the girls and the club would have would have mentioned. You know that they want to they want to get as far as they can for Anne while Anne was out. It's something to focus your mind on and everything. And similar to Marissa, you know, I'm sure that Anne and Marissa are both big characters, strong characters in the dressing room, and and they'll be delighted to have Marissa back in the side as well, as well as Anne. Yeah, definitely. I thought Anne had a pretty comfortable first half. I don't recall a single shot on target before the break. She no, not me. But she certainly made a crucial save from Farrah Williams in the second half to keep a clean sheet intact. She turned the ball away nicely. Uh, what did you think of her first game back? Obviously, it was um, unexpected, but she performed well. 
Yeah, strong hands for that save. Um, you know, she's Farah's got plenty behind the shot, and you know she's she's got a, a good good hand behind it, and and the ball's bounced quite a way away because it you know it could have easily just fell into the area into a crowded area, which which wouldn't have been ideal. I think just her presence there, you know, set pieces, free kicks coming in, corners coming in, you know, to the presence of having Anne there must build the confidence of, of the defence. Um, you know, this is no disrespect to, to Hannah whatsoever, you know, because Hannah's played her part 100%. In You know, she, she kept two clean sheets in, in the two league games before the Reading game. But, you know, just to, just to know that Anne's in, in goal, the back four must, must have a massive boost from that. They must take a lot from it. And like you say, first half didn't have a lot to do. Second half, when we were under a little bit more pressure... The confidence that Anne brings to the defence must have helped them, definitely. Absolutely. And in the second half, it was seemed like uh, Joe Potter for Reading. She was being utilised kind of in the, in the week that we've had the Super Bowl, obviously. She's been a bit of a quarterback. She was yeah. quite deep, but she was trying to find the passes. And if she was given too much space, inevitably it would have gone in a bad way for us. But Brooke Chaplin and Rachel Furness had chances in the second half. But due to resolute defensive performance from Birmingham, it ensured we progressed to the next round. Joe was one of the back four um, to start with. And like you say, in the second half, it, it was pretty much backs to the wall. And, you know, whenever we were clearing it, it was coming out to Joe and, and she'd start the move again. And Farrah was dropping deeper to try and to try and influence the play. But, you know, you have to credit all 11 of our players. You know, we defended from the front, Rachel and Ellen and Charlie and Emma Follis. You know, Emma looked like she was blowing a little bit towards the fir- end of the first half, but, you know, she kept going and worked really hard in that second half as well, nearly scored. Um, yeah, but like you say, I think Anne's made a good save from Farah. Um, I think it was Chaplin who's, who's dragged a shot wide, just wide of the post. Um, but apart from that, there were not really any clear cut chances. Um, and again, you know, balls are coming into the box. Reading have had quite a bit of possession in our half, but. You know, it felt a little bit nervy from the touchline, but actually, when you look back on it, I can't think of many excellent chances that Reading have squandered. Um, which is again, is credit to all eleven of our players. Absolutely, um, and I thought another standout performance from my point of view, at least, was Eva Mannion in this game. We've mentioned she's grown as a player in the last year, but it was a flawless performance against Reading. She was so calm, controlled, even beat players for fun from the centre back position. It's just a shame that Phil Neville wasn't there to see this game. Just outstanding. Running out of superlatives to use for her, to be honest, because, as you say, you, you mention her, her calmness on the ball and you know the confidence to, to bring it out of defence into midfield and get us going. Her timing of runs is, is brilliant. You know she's, she's aware of the forward players' runs from Reading and she never got caught out of position. She's brilliant in the air. You know, and again, I could go on and on. Um, and like you say, it's it was disappointing that Phil never wasn't there to see that. But I'm sure when he does eventually get round to to watching us, then then he'll see what a, a unbelievable defender Aoife's become, and certainly one of the best centre halves in this league now. Um, and if she doesn't get an England call up soon, then then it's quite frankly a travesty. I also spoke to manager Mark Skinner following the game and here are his thoughts on the win over Reading. Big win. We've had four draws against Reading in the last times we played them. Uh, how good must that be for you? Well, we always knew it had to be a win today because 
there was only one team going to go through and I've seen two sides of the team today I've seen the first half attacking um, and then Reading were always going to come they're at home they've got to come back into the game it's a, it's a must win so I thought second half we showed the discipline and the discipline we needed to beat a team like Reading because as you say they've been doing extremely well so it's always going to be a tight game when we play against teams like this but we're really thankful that we've done enough to get across to the, uh, the other side and into the next round. We got to Wembley last year, how good would it be to get, um, emulate that in your second year in charge? It would be wonderful, but we, we've got unfinished business, but you know that you have to take each game as it comes. Our run last year was uh, was Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester City, so we know it's going to be tough and you're going to knock those teams at some point out if you want to win it. So we'll take great heart from today, that's three and a bounce that we've won, so starting to create a little bit of momentum. I think you saw the discipline and confidence in the girls, right? They had to defend very well, and they did, and I'm really, really pleased of all of them so um, just just over the moon really. It's, it's been a long time coming as well that Anne returned back in goal today how, how do you think she did? I said to her like Hannah Hampton's done exceptional, Francis Stenson who's done exceptional, those two will be great in the future and I'll look after them and they'll we'll nurture them into our teams of the future but Annie's our number one and will always be our number one while she's at this club and and she needs to, when you see her in goal it does feel like home, it feels like you've got that extra security blanket um, and so for me I thought she did okay. She made a vital save um, and she'll only grow more confidence and more game time. So I expect big things from her too. Aoife had one of the best games I've seen in a long time for her. It looked, she was phenomenal today, um, flawless. What did you think? And do you think if Phil Neville's watching, do you think she could get into the England team in the future if she keeps doing that? I think that Aoife has all the attributes um, to be an England player. I also think Meg Sargent does. Um, so we're privileged to have two young centre-halves that we want to keep growing and testament to both of them really how much they've come on in the past year so I hope that we can have a conversation when I finally get round to, to meeting Phil and we can uh, have a conversation about the quality we have at Birmingham because it's not just them two we have a lot of young English talent and we're a club that nurtures that so I think he might want to take a bit of a notice to what we're doing I won't force him to select but I will also put forward the great display that you say they've, they've had today but I, I want to tell everybody that I'm really proud of the whole team performance defensively there were standouts but the team were exceptional and we had to be to beat a very good Reading team so I'm really pleased with that. Since you moved Keres to the uh, left back position I know positions is not um, particularly important for you as long as they work as a unit but obviously with Megan, uh, Megan Sargent and Aoife Mannion in the middle it's looked to shore up the defence and we've got three clean sheets on the bounce now and it, is that is that what you're looking for? Yeah absolutely we, we know that if you uh, if you don't concede you've got every chance of taking one opportunity and you know we nearly had we knew we were going to if we scored the first goal we're going to have a counter attack opportunity and we did in the second half and Emma nearly scored our second so we know that we've got to keep clean sheets this, this club and team have always been prided themselves on doing that and um, and long may that continue we need to keep tight at the back and keep creating opportunities because we've got a front six that can that can take any team to task I'm really really happy we're going to keep working towards that Moving now on to the FA Cup draw Chris it was the fifth round draw earlier this week and the draw was as follows Arsenal versus Millwall Cardiff City versus Charlton Lewis versus Everton Sunderland versus Aston Villa Chichester City versus Liverpool, Chelsea versus Doncaster Bells, Durham versus Plymouth or Leicester, and of course the main one, Birmingham City versus Manchester City. We we don't like to do it the easy way, Chris, and it's not going to be easy this time. We don't get given the chance, do we? <laughs> Wouldn't it have been lovely just to have a, a you know a Villa at home or Villa away or a, a game which you don't see very often? But obviously the the way we've we've played in the last eighteen months or so, we. 
we get Man City in, in later stages of cup competitions and obviously big games in leagues as well. And it's becoming a bit of a grudge match, you know, and we've got another one to come in a week and a half. You know, if we want to get back to Wembley, if we want to win the FA Cup, that's that's our ambition. The chances are we're probably going to have to beat Man City at some point. So, so why not do it in the fifth round rather than the, you know, the final or semi-final? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, after how the things turned out in the cup final last year, the team's going to be up for this. We've got a great record at home, as uh, Chris Frivel, our friend, uh, put on Twitter. I think we've won. Uh, we've played five times at home this season, and we've got a hundred percent record so far. Uh, the last time we conceded a goal was October at home. The stats point to a good, a good, good chance against Man City, and obviously with the injuries to Steph Houghton and uh, Karen Barsley in recent week, uh, we might have a better chance than we would have done. You've also got to look at the way you know the girls must be flying with confidence. We've put together a a really good run of results, a really good run of performances. You know we're not conceding. I think we've kept three clean sheets in a row now. You know we're getting big players back: Ellen White, Marissa, and Anne in goal. Um, you know our our key players are playing well. You look at it and say it's it's a bit annoying to get Man City again and. You know, we're going to have to be at our best. But I think Man City will look at it and say they could have had a much easier draw as well. You know, I don't think they'll relish coming to, to Blues away, you know, in the fifth round. Obviously, they'll be favourites because of what they've done in the game in the last couple of years and, and the squad that they've got. You mentioned Bardsley and, and Horton might be missing. So, you know, there's, there's players there that, that played in the cup final that won't be there. You know, you've, you've got to go into it with positivity. You're at home, as yourself and Chris pointed out. We've got a good record at home this season. Teams don't normally like coming to to Solihull. It's 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 a tough place to come, and you know when when the crowd get behind us, it's it's you know it's a good atmosphere for Blues to play in, and and hopefully that'll be the case. You know, for for the next three games, which are all at home. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, in recent years, we've had uh, great cup um, wins at home. We've beat Chelsea, we've beat Liverpool, we've beat we've beat some of the best teams in the league. Yeah, last season we 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 knocked out Arsenal and Chelsea on the way to the cup final. You know, both at home. So you know, if, if we can if we can knock Man City out th- this year, then over the last twelve months we've we've knocked Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man City out of the FA Cup all at home. Which will be, you know, a real a real point to to how strong we are at home, and you know, we're not just here to make up the numbers. We're we're good enough to knock out the big boys as well. Absolutely, and obviously, breaking the four draws against Reading is obviously a turning point for us, and obviously, that's going to be great for their confidence, knowing that they're finally done what they couldn't do, and they've finally beaten Reading, and they've done it at their away ground as well. That must give the girls a hell of a lot of confidence, and if they're not buzzing, if, if they're not flying high at the moment, then you probably never will be, because they've put in a run of battling displays, but also quality on the ball as well, so you know that they shouldn't fear anybody at the moment, the way they're playing. Not at all. And we've got one final news story before we preview the Chelsea game for this weekend, and that's the Birmingham City Ladies Player Awards, which were announced this week. It's going to be 50 years since the founding of Birmingham City Ladies, a massive event. The awards are five days after the final game of the season, which is at home to Reading, funnily enough. Tickets include your seat for the ceremony, the buffet, a souvenir programme, access to the bar, it's cash only, and a DJ uh, disco. Tickets are £35 for season ticket holders and £25 for under-16 season ticket holders. 
If you're a non-season ticket holder under 16, that's £30. And if you're a non-season ticket holder over the age of 16, that's £40. If you want to get more information, contact the commercial department of Birmingham City to book your place. Hopefully a few familiar faces of the last 50 years might make an appearance for that one, Chris. <laughs> You've done well to get that out. That's a really tough thing to say. <laughs> a few familiar faces. Yeah, that is really tough. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it'd be, it'd be really good to see, to see you know, the players and and fans that are, that have gone through the ringer and and have put in the performances and that that we've seen over the last few years um, and hopefully it's at the end of the season um, it'll be it'll be an awards dinner that that can cap off a, a memorable and successful season. And it's now time for our preview for the Chelsea game. We are at home to Chelsea this weekend. Former Birmingham legend Karen Carney returns. She returned to action for Chelsea last weekend against London Bees after missing a series of matches through injury. Obviously, she's going to be a danger, Chris. Obviously, Frank Kirby, who's got 13 goals this season so far, their top goal scorer. They've conceded just eight goals in 15 games. Chelsea have, since winning the Spring Series, they've tightened up the defence and they're still scoring goals for fun. It's going to be a tough one this weekend. Yeah, it will be tough. And, you know, everything we said about the Man City game, Probably, probably goes, you know, for the Chelsea game, if not a little bit more. You know, I know Man City are, are currently top of the league, but uh, I would put, based on the performances I've seen recently of them and when they've come to Blues, I would put Chelsea just above Man City as the best team in the league at the moment. Their flair, their technical ability, their their attacking options, their you know they've got it in abundance, and you know, as I say, it will be tough. But what a, what better way to to prepare yourself for the Man City Cup tie than than facing a, a a side who are equally as good as them, if not better? You know, if we can get something from the Chelsea game, then then you know that'll that'll hold us in good stead for the cup. Chelsea have signed Anita Asante since the start of the season. Obviously, what sort of player is she, and what can she bring to the Chelsea team? Even though they've already got such a strong team, Chris. Well, she's she's brought a lot of experience. That's what she will bring. Um, you know. Normally a midfielder, but I think she played um, centre back in a couple of games this season. I think she played centre back against Man City. Um, but yes, you know she'll bring a lot of strength and physicality to to what is already a a pretty strong side. You look at the bench when they when they play their games, and and whoever's named on the bench would walk into most teams in the division. So it's a it's a really strong squad. They've got forming a Birmingham striker, Enia Luko, on the bench. And, it, and as you say, having someone of that quality on the bench to be able to bring in in the game is ridiculous. And obviously Chelsea are one of the best squads in the league. And rightfully so, having brought in so many talented players. If we're going to get a result, as you say, this weekend, we're going to have to put a, the defensive performance in as we did against Reading. The players like Meg Sargent and Aoife Mannion and Keris Harrop and Jess Carter, they're all going to have to keep their positions and play to the top of their game if we're going to get something this week, Chris. They're going to have a lot of work to do. Anne's probably going to have to make some good saves. I watched um, I watched the highlights of their game at home to Everton recently, which they, they won 1-0. But, you know, Everton had their chances, especially in that first half. And, you know, if we can get the ball forward quickly and... And get it to our forward players. We've got players that can that can exploit you know weaknesses and whoever Mark decides to play in the attacking line. I think there's there's certainly ways we can get at Chelsea. Um, and if we can grab the early goal and Chelsea have to come out and have a go at us, then then maybe there's something we can grab hold of there. Yeah, certainly so. If 
I, I can't see us playing four strikers in this one, even though he's no. been favouring that in recent games. I could probably see another midfielder. I don't know who's going to come in. Someone else was going to come into the midfield, probably, to shore up that, to maybe get it moving from back to front a bit quicker. Probably going to be at least one striker up front. It's probably going to be Ellen White, probably, to lead the line. But I that's my assumption. As you say, it's going to be a tough game, but hopefully it's a positive one, given that the form we're in and the confidence, obviously. Uh, predictions, Chris, what do you think this one's going to be? It's going to be, obviously, tough to call. I mean, listen, Chelsea have got the... The power to blow teams away if they if they you know if they're on it 100 percent and and they put in a really good performance it'll be difficult for Blues but um, I th- I'd like to st- stay positive uh, you know after the good run we've been on you know knocking Reading out the cup so I think I'll go one 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 that's a good result if we can get a one one Chelsea have failed to score in just two of their 15 games this season which is a impressive feat and one one seems like a realistic thing I'm going to go for a nil-nil and that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have so many shots at goal and pep, pepper in the goal and if if we if we can somehow pull out a nil-nil I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy for the getting a yeah. nil-nil and going home happy which is not what most fans go to games to see but a nil-nil against Chelsea is something um fantastic if we can get it you've got to be realistic and and Chelsea aren't gonna we're not gonna blow Chelsea away you know they, they're gonna have their moments and they're gonna have their chances to score uh, if we can keep a clean sheet, then that'll be another another big fillet in, in our defensive players' caps. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Chris for joining me. You can find him on Twitter at A-W-C-A-I-B. And you can find me at Craig Hadley, that's with a double E at the end. And it's also thanks to Jazar for allowing us to use his song No Control in our intro and outro music. You've been listening to The Great Since 68 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us so you can receive the show every single week as soon as it comes out. Just search for Great Since 68 on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and any other podcast platform you may use. If you prefer to listen through SoundCloud, be sure to give us a follow on there so you can get notified every single week when the episode is out. You can also follow the show on Twitter at GreatSince68. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, keep right on. <laughs>